0: Okay, drive. It came right to his peak the stock well. It right right in his feet on his shoulder and everything's already lined up.
1: Welcome to Two-A for today. Welcome to Two-A for Today. 2A for Today is a program where we explore all things Second Amendment. All things to protect, threaten, and violate the Second Amendment rights of all Americans. My name is Zo, and I'm the host of 2A for Today. Today, I'm at Champion Defense with Jay Harris. Champion Defense was founded by active duty veterans Jay and Felicia Harris with over 30 years of military service and firearm training experience. Jay, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Now, you are a, a storied uh, military person. Tell me a little bit about your history and, and how you got involved in gun handling.
0: Okay, um, my background is obviously a U.S. Army range. I spent 25 years in the U.S. Army. Um, my last job I held here in South Carolina was at Fort Jackson. I was a company commander at um, 213. Um, during my transition retirement, I worked at IMTLS. That's kind of like the Victory University, like they call it, where we teach senior leaders about trade-off regulations on, with, uh, with the soldiers, teaching them in basic training also had a background in help building the marksmanship program they currently use today and some of the field problems like the forge that they currently use today. Um, been shooting firearms since I was a young kid. My father was a homicide detective. I learned a lot from him. Um, and as I went through the ranks in the Army, um, obviously being in the infantry, my background is firearms and teaching. So I decided when I retired to do my two loves, teaching and firearms and started business. So don't feel like I'm at work.
1: <laughs> outstanding. outstanding. Mm-hmm. Now, part of the 2A for today's is- Program focuses on what we call the modern militiaman. Mm-hmm. The two way for today, modern militiaman is someone who has taken their duty to take care of their neighbors seriously. Because mm-hmm. I mean, even the Bible says you should love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? And so of if you're going to defend yourself, you should be willing to defend your neighbors and their families, right? And so there are some issues, though. One of the issues is a lot of people are getting weapons. I mean, we've had, I think, the most purchases of weapons (laughs) in a year i think maybe right last year you know with what happened with antifa blm things on the streets people getting let out of prison uh, people have gone and bought firearms but a lot of them think that they know how to use them just because they've seen them shot on tv right and so training is important you know there was even some people that were using sig uh, weapons recently Mm -hmm. i'm talking about professionals who the, the gun misfired on them, you know, right. and they, they sued SIG. And obviously there was some mishandling there. They investigated and they found out that it was actually poor handling by people who are professionals. Mm-hmm. So we stress how important it is to be trained. Can you speak to that a little bit too? What happened with that SIG incident? I don't know.
0: Um, uh, obviously SIG, SIG is a great company. I actually carry SIG as well. It's one of my uh, favorite platforms to carry. I'm not currently carrying it on me right now. I got my SIG around the time when they had the mandatory recall, they did do a voluntary upgrade. I took advantage of that, but um, I can't really tell you know the technical side of SIGs. I'm not the manufacturer, but I know I've used sigS. I've never had a problem with a Sig. so I, I, I can you know say it could be both you know operator error and some technical difficulties. I think Sig done their part as far as doing the recall and getting it fixed, and I think a lot of you know users may have to do their part as far as make sure they have the right training, make sure they have the right holster, and the kind of things we stress on in our class. Because I get students all the time that they may have a great gun, but not a great holster or vice versa. And no matter what you're doing, training is going to be everything and to include coming out of the holster. You know, I know one of the recent ones I've seen on SIG, the officer, one um, of the young lady, she had her firearm in um, the holster into her purse and the gun went off. So it's a lot of error with carrying a firearm in your purse. If you're going to have a firearm. The safety is one you as a user, two that that holster you're carrying, and um, and just understanding that. So, I, I'm, I'm not to say who's at fault in all these different incidents, but I can definitely say I can believe it's some operator error on the, yeah. on the other side.
1: I mean, the more you sell to, the more opportunities there are, right, for mm-hmm. those types of errors. You know, they sell exactly. a lot. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, they sell. <laughs> it's as hard as it's gonna get
1: right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, now with that said, there are some specific things that you you train your your students. Uh-huh. Talk to me a little bit about like some of the things that you've seen that people come in. I think we talked before we even came on the air. We talked about. You know, people at the range that they just look like they know what they're doing. They act like they know what they're doing. And then you find out they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a little bit about, like, what you have seen in your experience with new owners and and things that they should be careful of and and look out for, you know?
0: Right. Um, A lot of things we see in new owners and, and, and learning firearms, it's like anything. It's a lot of pride. You know, some people think they don't need training. Um, especially in the law enforcement community or military community, they feel they carry gun, they've been around guns, they don't need any training. Um, and they don't understand the little nuances that go on with, you know, pulling out of your holster, especially um, prior to August 15th, before we go into open carry state, a uh, concealed carry state. A lot of people don't take things in consideration when they got to draw their firearm from a concealed manner and the different safety aspects they have to do, or they just simply try to cut back and call, say, with a holster or something like that. I don't need a holster, I'm going to put it in my pocket. Different things you hear, we hear every day here in the shop. Um, and then those bad habits transition over into the range. So they're not used to coming out of a holster and shooting. So that's where you see a lot of issues. because Most indoor ranges don't allow you to shoot from a holster. You have to shoot from a static position and lay your firearm on the table. But in reality, in practical use, we're not laying our guns on a table or carrying them by our hands every day. They have to be in a holster. So if you're not training, and we like to use an Army train as you fight, if you're not training to come out of a holster and understanding if you hit your finger on the trigger or trying to put it away, when you actually try to do it in real, real operation or an emergency situation, that's when you're gonna have an injury. So um, I think that's a big reason we see these injuries with people going in and out of the because they're not training that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Fortunately, there are ranges that we can use that on, like the one we use at Pentheal, mm-hmm. where you can actually practice coming out of the and things like that versus the indoor range facilities where they, you have restrictions that don't allow you to get those repetitions
1: in. Outstanding. Yeah. Know, that that's really important. Panteo, mm-hmm. um, as a matter of fact, we're gonna be doing a, a gun safety class there with some turning point guys. Yes. And mm-hmm. you're gonna be leading that class. Yes. So I look forward to seeing you in action. All you there. know, <laughs> teaching the young guys. Yeah. And myself, you know. Okay. My son, obviously too. <laughs> we 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 need training too. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, I, I do have a couple of questions though about, you know, going forward, as we are, you know, obviously we've got a lot of people with new weapons and mm-hmm. and I, we're promoting the idea of the modern militiamen. And so it's an important feature for people to know how to like talk to police, what they should do. Do you guys teach your students things of that nature too, like post-incident, how they should
0: behave? Yes, yes. We, um, in our CWP course and all our courses, first off all our courses start from the the ground up. We teach no matter what course you come in, no matter what level you tell me you're at, we start at the basic level to get everybody on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. And part of that first, especially with the the carry courses, we talk about mindset, Mm -hmm. having a proper mindset and attitude and understanding responsibilities, being a gun owner, not only in your home, but when you have that firearm outside your home Mm because the the responsibility broadens. You know, you have to worry about the public, you know, how you're securing that firearm. We go over retention um, in your firearm, you know, when you're carrying your holster Mm -hmm. and then the aftermath. One of the other things we do during the class, we talk about um, liability insurance. You know, we Mm -hmm. partner with the USCCA as far as offering insurance to our, um, our clients so they know that there are some liabilities you know, if you have to deploy your firearm in public, you mm-hmm. know, so you might have to answer to the law for that. Mm-hmm. So having that insurance kind of help take care of the legality portion of it and, you know, all those things. But we mentioned that because some people think they have an incident with their firearm, they can go home and sleep that night. You may spend some nights in jail, you mm-hmm. may lose your firearm. It's a lot to think about. Um, then if you're in jail, who's going to pay the bills? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we like to offer that liability. But furthermore just get them to understand that there are some consequences but not to fear using your firearms just understand you you can have help so take having that 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 thought process out because it's split second you know attackers are planning to attack you and only thing you have on your time is speed and accuracy Mm -hmm. so we like to offer that as well um but it goes it goes um a lot deeper than just carrying your gun and we go over in the the class and then as far as you mentioned i'm sorry post, mm-hmm. as far as when the cops come up, we teach them how to have your firearm, don't have your firearm out, put it away, um, So of the, the, the cops know who you are, make sure you identify yourself in that 911 call. Mm-hmm. So they know when they get on scene that you are the one that were being attacked, and you're not the attacker and have that gun put away um, and secure and not out and open and have your identification
1: ready for the police officer. Yeah, one of our 2A for today modern militiamen, John Hurley, mm-hmm. um, he had actually put down a, a cop killer, you know, mm-hmm. and when he went to disarm the perp that he had just taken down, he neutralized him, he had the rifle in his hand when the police showed up and he got mm-hmm. shot.
0: Yeah, man. definitely want to unload that rifle, put it away from you and be standing far away. Long as you already secured the scene, um, you feel you're safe and you can actually get away from that person. Um, so when the cops come, you're not mistakenly for that, that attacker because that's just a bad way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you guys have been doing this for how long have you been here at this location?
0: Um, this location we opened, I started building a store up in November. My wife, um, my wife, myself, and a friend, um, C.D. Uh, London, we built it from the ground up. Um, started in November. I actually retired in November and I came here and started slapping paint and wood and cutting stuff up. We actually opened a store up in April of this year. Um, the business started last January while I was teaching and um, for the blessings from Panteo to let us start teaching out there, but we we're actually setting up chairs on the range and stuff and got kind of hot So and then cold in the winter. So I, I knew I wanted to open up a, an actual classroom to have my students at and then our actual gun shop for a showroom and things like that. So. April we started and we've been going at it ever
1: since. Outstanding. Now, do you guys carry a lot of stock or are you, are you ship direct or how do you, how do you guys operate? Um,
0: both. We carry um, stock. The, the, the model of the business is we want to cater to our students, all the training we do. We do several different classes from long-range classes to a youth um, firearm course. So everything we offer for our classes we like to sell here to include focus on the self-defense stuff. So we sell the, the proper holsters. We sell body armor, bulletproof backpacks, all the ammunition we need and a selection of pistols. Um, so when our, cut, our students are here, they have something where they can go and talk to us and we can fit them for the right right fire, whether it be a rifle and a bull action or a pistol, or even a 22 for their kids, is right here. If we don't have it in our store, we have several distributors and I'm a direct dealer for several different manufacturers where I can order it and it's a two, you know, two day turnaround, sometime maybe a week, depending on what it is, but most products we have in, we have over 45,000 products we can actually get in anytime we want. Outstanding. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm so thankful for what you're doing, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Surely our community needs to be secure. And we are insecure <laughs> because we've been relying on people who it's not their job description. The Bible right. tells us that we are supposed to love one another as we love ourselves, right? Right. And the Supreme Court has said multiple times that police officers have no obligation. To protect anyone not in their custody so we're supposed to be protecting one another right you know and mm-hmm. so you training people preparing people and helping us as a community to be more secure man is priceless no, thank you no, thank you no, thank, so thank you for uh, for being on the show today brother i really yeah, appreciate you. it
0: appreciate it thanks for stopping by
1: now that concludes our program for today but again in the coming weeks and months two way for today we'll be talking to experts scholars trainers and all forms of gun right activists and second amendment proponents to answer the many questions that we all have and unpack the various laws and trespasses of our rights that have already been enacted and those that are on the horizon. Again, if the Second Amendment's important to you, make sure to subscribe to the New American Magazine and get on the top daily headline mailing list so you get an email alert anytime we upload a video or stream a live event. And share these videos with your family and friends who feel the same. Or those that are riding the fence between liberty and tyranny who need a little more convincing. You've been watching Two Way for today. My name is Zoe. You can post your comments or questions and we'll try to address as many as we can, as fast as we can, in the coming weeks and months. Thank you for watching, two way for today. Conversations that matter. The establishment media is doing everything possible to make sure you don't hear some of the most important videos out there on medicine, science, politics, business media, and so much more. That's why it's so important that you check out the new Americans show Conversations That Matter with Alex Newman, which tackles all these topics and more.